Welcome to the Open Door Real Estate Podcast, where we will be opening the doors to the minds of those who own, you got it, multiple doors, and all professionals in relation. Today's podcast is brought to you by Barnett Capital, working with equity partners to create wealth through multifamily real estate. Let us do the work while you enjoy the returns. Today's host is the one and only Matt Barnett. Get ready to open your mind because we are about to do so to those who own multiple doors. All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Open Door Real Estate Podcast. Today, we have an amazing guest, Mr. Grant Warrington. Grant, I appreciate you being on here today, taking the time out of your day to do so. I know you're a busy man. <laughs> hey, well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. I, I'm honored you asked me. Um, I mean, looking through the guest list of the people you already had on here, uh, man, pretty amazing. So I, I want to thank you for asking me. I feel like I should be interviewing you, to tell you the truth. Oh, well, I don't know about that, but I appreciate it. I really do. Um, for those who don't know who Grant is, um, Grant started with three rentals back in 2003. Uh, he was in and out of the real estate game, you know, very fast due to maybe, you know, the lack of experience, personal issues, and not knowing how to deal with tenants at the time. So fast forward to 2014, Grant met his wife and they bought their first single family home together in December of the same year. And then they built their portfolio to 11 units in two years with very little money using a combination of the Burr method, which I recommend, and blanket, blanket loans, which I also recommend. Very great strategies, by the way. Um, in January 2018, Grant quit a 23-career job in construction to become the director of operations for a property management company in Southeast Michigan, where he then managed over 800 units, which is amazing. So there's no lack of experience there. Um, on June 28th, June 28th, 2019, Grant quit that property management job due to the lack of time to focus on building his own apartment portfolio. So Grant now personally owns and manages with his wife a 26-unit portfolio consisting of a 20-unit apartment complex and six single-family rentals. And Grant currently works as a realtor, focusing on the Down River area in Southeast Michigan. And I'm glad I'm not in that area because you post a lot of closing. So you kind of take over that area. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Well, you do pretty good. Don't shortchange yourself. I think you're doing too. So. But that is Grant. And, you know, like I said, I appreciate you again for taking time out of the day to be on here. Um, well, I'm going to jump right in here. We have a very interesting few topics here to talk about. The first one is a very common one and people really, really struggle with this. And even at meetups and stuff, I do often hear this question of not only where do I find contractors, but people, you know, may have contractors and they're not doing things in timely manners. They're not showing up. Things aren't going right. And, you know, everything's happening and they have to let go of those contractors. And obviously being in the multifamily business, I mean, your turnover, it's, it's, it's a little tough because you do value add, right? So you're going to have to, when the tenant leaves, get in there, renovate the unit, get that next tenant in there at the new rent, rent rate, right? So you, you, those things have to be done in a timely manner. So what are the things you're doing to find contractors that get the job done? 
Well, first of all, um, you know, starting out, I, I've done this from the beginning. It's just something I did. So always get um, three contractors. You got to be three contractors deep, um, especially starting out. Um, and you're going to find people that you don't need right off the bat. Um, you, you know, for instance, um, I have a concrete, uh, a guy that'll raise concrete, right? You might not need that right off the bat if you're just starting out, if you don't own even one rental yet, but you need to start building that list because one day you're going to need these people. Always go three deep. Um, some things I like to do is um, I'm on a lot of these Facebook groups. I network. Um, you'll see people recommend people. I take a screenshot of that uh, recommendation, the contractor's information and all that, and I created an album on my phone called Contractors uh, in my pictures, right? So I just take that screenshot and I dump it in there and I leave it and I forget about it. Um, and then when I need a contractor, I'll go through there um, occasionally if I need somebody and I'll see what I got on there. If I'm driving, I'll take a picture, um, you know, of a, a, a contract handyman, if it says on the side of the truck, uh, roof repairs, things like that. Um, I'll take a picture of that and I'll throw it in that album and, and it'll sit because I don't need those people right now. I, I got a great team of people that I work with. Mm -hmm. um, but you never know what's going to happen. Um, so you, so you want to have three contractors deep. Another thing when you're in Lowe's, when you're um, looking for material, um, read, read the people's names in there on their shirts, like what they do. They work for a window company. Um, you know, do they own the company? Do they, uh, do they do work on the side? Things like that. Strike up a conversation. If they're in the aisle, you're looking, uh, the electrical aisle, you need an electrician, talk to them, ask them, Hey, is anybody you could recommend? Um, I found my first electrician that way. I was in Lowe's, um, in line at Lowe's, and I told the cashier, I, I made a commitment that I'm going to tell everybody I need an electrician, okay? A friend of mine was going to give me, um, loan me out his electrician, and I said, you know what? That doesn't solve my problem, right? That solves one problem on that day. I need to solve my big problem. I need someone I can work with continuously. So I told the cashier, um, Hey, I need an electrician. Do you know anyone? The cashier at Lowe's. And she said, no, I don't. I walked out. A guy came running out after me and said, Hey, um, you know, I, I heard you talking. I'm an electrician and I'm looking to do some side work. And it was amazing. We, we had a, uh, developed a great relationship over the years. Um, he, he's a fantastic person. We're still in touch. You just, you grow differently and you grow out of contractors. He was just too busy. Didn't have enough, um, enough time as we got bigger. Um, so you, you just move on, but but that's a great suggestion. I feel that's what helped us be successful, um, you know. And also, painters is is a huge one. You know, painters they tend to seem to be, and I apologize if there's painters out there listening, um, you know. But it, it tends to seem that they're the ones that kind of flake out the most, or or it, it seems that way for us. So we have a list of uh, painters, and we're continually adding to that to that list. Um, so that's what we do. Yeah, no, that's perfect. It's, it's funny that, you know, you started off saying, you know, always have a minimum of three, but I mean, it really sounds like you've made a lot of connections over the years to even get to those three. I mean, it sounds like it almost comes down to, and this is anything in business, the 10% ratio kind of deal. I mean, how many hundred contractors did you actually talk to to get to those three people, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. so, I mean, it comes down to actually going out there and taking it, actually taking advantage of those trucks that pass by that is a window repair company or painters and all this stuff, door company, like actually take pictures of those things, call those guys and build those connections. And it's going to go a lot farther. And 
And it's just one of those things like if you, you never see a red car, you, you get a red car and now it's all you see. Yeah. So if you start looking for contractors before you know it, you're going to be at a red light and you're like, wait, there's one there, there's one there, there's one there. Like, <laughs> Yeah, and, and that is the way it goes. And you need to build that list before you need them. And that's how it happens. You're going to find them before you need them. But when you need them, you're going to have them. Yeah, absolutely. And that that's perfect. So obviously with your 20 unit, you're renovating it. What does your cost per unit look like for your, your, your turnover kind of? So, I, you know, I'm glad you asked that question because um, in the beginning, starting out, when we made the decision to go into multifamily. We, we heard a lot of different numbers and um, they just didn't make sense to us. So getting into this, I like to share numbers um, and, you know, I, I have more of a unit cost breakdown, um, warringtoncapital.com. Um, you go into media, blog, and there's a property management speech I did and that breaks it down. But um, we're looking at around 6500 a unit. Now that includes, um, that's a complete rehab of the unit. Now we're not doing cabinets, we're painting cabinets, mm. um, but we're putting in uh, two big picture windows, one in the bedroom, one in the living room, $1,000 for those two big windows. Um, we're putting in new appliances, a new through wall, AC unit, new flooring, new paint, um, all new plumbing with uh, faucets and sinks, uh, toilets, um, so basically it, it's a brand new unit, uh, yeah. fixtures when we're done with it, but we're, we're with labor, we're around 6,500. Yeah. And that seems to, I mean, the trend around, I mean, it seems like the full unit rehabs are usually around 6,500, 7,000 kind of anyways. So yeah. And it's a one bedroom, 600 okay. feet. So it's on the smaller side. I, I just do want to put that in there. Um, but you know, if, if you're looking around there, 5,500, if you don't need windows, um, you know, when you're running some numbers on, on something, a future acquisition, that, that might not be a bad number to be around. Um, you know, if you're planning on doing a full gut, a full rehab for $2,000, you know, you're, you're probably way off unless you know something I don't. So uh, yeah. just keep that in mind. Yeah, no, that's perfect. Now, I feel like I'm kind of jumping back and forth here, but how has, just in your opinion, you, you worked with the, uh, I'm pretty sure I know the company, but I'm not going to say any names or anything, the property management company. Yeah. Um, how has the experience you gained from that, how have you leveraged that to building your own portfolio? Uh, phenomenal. So, you know, I, I got to say, it just goes back to, to networking. Um, I met the owner of that company. Um, he, he was actually my, my, my mentor. I mean, I, I call it that. He, he might not, but um, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I followed what he did. He told me how to become successful. And, you know, if you ask him, um, you know, he'll say, you know, he tells hundreds of people how to do this and no one does it. And, and he mm -hmm. told me, he gave me like five things to do. I don't remember what they are, but he said, Hey, try to do these five things, you know? And, and I did them and it blew him away. Um, just people don't do that. If you ask successful people how to become successful, they'll tell you, you just got to do it. So yep. Um, you know, I, I networked with him. Um, this job came up, I went to work for him. So, um, you know, being able to, to get in that space, you know, I, I had my own portfolio. Um, but being able to get around those bigger units, um, be involved in acquisitions of uh, multiple apartment buildings, uh, planning all construction phases. Um, you know, we had a 12 unit building burned down. Uh, I was in charge of gutting it to studs um, wow. and rebuilding the whole the whole property. Um, you know, it, it was amazing. It, it was really an, a, an amazing experience, and um, I learned a lot. And and I'll tell you, you know, with the 800 units that you know that I've managed, and that includes our own personal portfolio as well. Um, 
I mean, when we bought this 20 unit, it was like, boom, we knew what to do. I mean, we went to work day one. Yeah. We didn't sit there and go, oh, what do we do next? I mean, we knew. I mean, 20 units, I, the largest that I managed for um, in my past position was 144 unit um, complex. So, you know, this 20 unit, it was, <laughs> let's get to work. We know what we need to do and let's do it. So that that's the, that's a great, uh, that was a great experience, Bob. That's fantastic. And do you, you plan on holding that one for a long term or what's your kind of your plan with the 20 unit? You know what? We just, um, we're in the middle of refinancing it uh, right now. We've okay. voted for a year. Uh, average rents when we bought it was were $490. Um, so we bought it for $625,000. Um, it was in really, really rough shape. So that's why we got it for that price point. Mm. Um, and it's in a great neighborhood. So, I mean, it was a fantastic purchase price, but we needed to do a lot. So, yeah. um, it's over, um, it's over a million close to 1.1 right now is my estimation. So, nice. um, we're refinancing that right now. Um, we're going to pull capital out, put a little into the building, and then we're going to uh, proceed with our next acquisition. So we're, we're, uh, long story short, we're, we're probably going to hold that for a little bit, uh, okay. for, for a while. Okay. Um, do you have any experience in 1031 exchanges by chance? I'm just curious. Uh, no, you know what? Uh, we don't, but that's always something we talk about. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I know a little bit about it probably as much as everyone else that's watched podcasts, and <laughs> yes. the lawyers speak on it and things like that. Probably enough maybe to be dangerous, but, um, I do know enough to, uh, to seek some uh, professional advice about it, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. but not enough to be helpful. I'd say. Yeah, absolutely. So what is, what's kind of your, I wouldn't say goals per se, but I guess they are. How many units would just you looking for, let's say, to purchase for the end of this year? Or what's like a five-year goal or what, something like that? You know, it, it's funny. Um, we, we don't really, I don't personally write down goals like that. I, I just see the next building and, and what I want to do. Um, you know, I, I'd like to, I have, I have two buildings in mind I'd like to go after and I'd like to purchase. So, uh, but they're off market. So it's, it's not something I, I, Put out there. It's just there mm -hmm. the two acquisitions that I'm I'm really focusing on. Um, so so I have uh, some some personal goals, but I don't put unit counts, uh, things like that. Like for me, and this is just me speaking. I made a commitment um, a few years ago. I'm going to do this until until the day I die, whether I'm successful or not. Right. So you talk about burning the boats. It doesn't matter. I'm mm. going to do this no matter what. So I'm going to continue adding units when I'm 80 years old. I mean, why not? It's such a, it's such a great business. I love the people in it. I love networking. Um, I mean, this is how you and I met and yeah. friends, <laughs> through networking events. Um, so, so really, you know, right or wrong, that's just, I, I don't put a unit count. I mean, I'd love to be at 20,000 units one day or more. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm looking to continually acquire. I love that. I love that because you could, you know, it's life. Obviously we know anything could happen and 10 years from now, you could have 10,000 units, 15, yeah. 15 years from now, or you could have 20,000. And I, that makes complete sense. Why stop? Why, you know, limit yourself? You just see what comes up and go for it. And that's perfect. So going into your next deal, what is your strategy to acquire it? Are you going to syndicate it or what's your strategy? So actually we got two strategies. Um, we, uh, my wife, Monica Warrington, and uh, we, you know, her and I are partners and we, partnered with Jamie Gruber and Benoit Malige mm. and Julian Renard. Um, and so 
we are all actively looking to syndicate a deal, a larger property, hundred units around there. Something uh, it's got to have. It's got to have on-site uh, management. That's what we're looking for. Um, so that's the road we're going to take. And then my wife and I were also talking, and um, you know, we kind of got away from our basics. We've been really focusing on syndicating, syndicating, and um, we kind of got away from the basics of what got us here. So we thought, you know what, we're going to readjust. That's what this this whole game real estate is about. You need to see what works, readjust and, and stay focused. And, um, you know, we, we were focusing on syndication. As you know, it's just so hard to find, um, a property that produces the kind of returns that we want and, and will not, will not, uh, uh settle for anything less for our investors. Mm-hmm. So, um, Monique and I, my wife were like, you know what, we need to get back to basics. We need to, Hey, if we're going to take down a 20, another 20 unit building, 20 minutes from Trenton, Michigan, our central hub. That's what we're looking at. So we're looking to take down 20 unit, 10 unit, um, anything, just her and I yeah. uh, with, with no partners. So we're going to build our business that way because it's, it's interesting. As you build this business and if you have zero rentals, your first hurdle is I need one. Mm-hmm. When you get 26 rentals, your next hurdle is I need to be able to hire someone. Well, at 26, you can't really afford to hire anyone. So my wife's full-time in it. We need a, we need a buffer, okay? A, a BS buffer. We mm-hmm. need someone bet- between the tenants and my wife, right? So we need to hire someone. So the only way to do that is to acquire more properties. So that's our goal. We need to get to around 50, and, um, 50 units, and then we can really focus on uh, adding someone to the team. Um, and it's just, it's just interesting. The bigger you grow, when you hit a hundred units, you're going to hit another hurdle. Uh, people with a thousand units, now they have another hurdle that they have. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just constantly, uh, um, growing growth is difficult, but, uh, it's a lot of fun, but that's the importance of networking. You need to get around people who have a higher unit count or more than you. If you have zero units, get around somebody that has 20. Yeah. Right. Um, but you need to get around people that have a higher unit count that have already gone through the problems and solved them. So when I hit a problem, I reach out to those friends of mine that I network with and I, I ask them, Hey, here's what I'm facing. How'd you overcome it? And, uh, it's like that. They, they already have the answer. Yeah. We went through that too. Here's what you're going to have to do and just listen and do it. Yeah, that's perfect. And you actually knocked out a few questions in there that I already had planned to ask. And it actually, one of them was going to be, the, you know, the management side of things when you do quite a hundred units or more and everything, obviously you have your, your portfolio and obviously you're going to add on to your personal portfolio out of syndications or any like those kind of deals and stuff. But with your property management experience and obviously your wife has the experience now, yeah. are you, is there ever a plan to start your own property management company? Well, you know, I mean, we do manage our own portfolio. Yeah. Property professionals is our property management company. Okay. Um, so, you know, we've had that company for five years now. Um, and, uh, you know, so we do own a property management company. Um, we do not manage for anyone else, um, only for ourselves. We're not looking to manage for anyone else. Um, we're just keeping it in house. Um, we're going to manage property professionals. We'll manage all of our personal portfolio, um, as of now. And, um, you know, we're looking to hire for syndication. We'd be looking to hire third party management, um, with, you know, if, if things went nuclear, we could, um, you know, put our own management in place on a, on a syndication if we ever had to go that route. But that's yeah, cool. absolutely. So absolute worst case, you have the experience either way. So it comes down to it. So property management side of things, we're going to stay on this for a second. Explain to us this property management hack per se 
Um, and for those listening, I guess give them all the way to the beginning of what a no lockouts is. Yeah, that, that's a great one. I'm, I'm glad you brought that one up. Um, so, you know, and a, a lot of this stuff, you know, the, some of the stuff, the contractor things, that, that's my thing. But this other stuff, you learn through networking. I learned this from my, my uh, previous boss. So mm-hmm. um, picked it up. We, we loved it. And we brought it to um, our unit. So um, what it is, it's the, uh, we use a quick set master key deadbolt system. So it's, uh, for those listening, it's item number 612770 at Lowe's. Um, 612770, they're around $40. Um, and what that is, is it's a deadbolt. So we'll put the deadbolt on the door and we'll put a dummy knob for the handle. So you mm. can't lock the handle, okay? So when you leave your unit, you have to have the key, you you exit into the hallway, pull your door shut, and you have to physically turn the key and lock the deadbolt, okay? So that stops um, lockouts because you have to have the key to lock your unit. Mm-hmm. So it's an amazing, amazing product. Um, we love it and we've, you know, zero lockouts. The other nice thing on it, if you look that up, um, you can just Google it and, um, it also has a master key on it as well. So we have one master key. We have mm-hmm. all of those dead box, dead bolts on all our units and you can actually spin the faceplate and insert your master key in, uh, in any of those. And wow. They're, they're also the other great thing, they're quick set. So you can, you can rekey them. So we'll take a tenant key and uh, we'll rekey it to what we call a vacant key. So mm. all our vacants, if we have two vacants or, or whatever, whatever it might be, we, we rekey it to the same key. We call it a vacant key and we give our contractor the vacant key. So now mm. the contractor can get into the vacants, only the vacant. So he does not have a master key. He cannot get into all the other um, units like we can. Um, and then once we, once we put that back into service, we will rekey it to a tenant key contractor can no longer get in. Okay. It's a fantastic product. I know, bear with me. I I hope I explained it. Uh, I explained it well, but, um, it's, it's fantastic. You don't want your, when you, when your product's done, you don't want your contractors going back in for anything. Yeah, no, of course. So let me ask you this then when the tenants leave, are you able to like change the key somehow, or do you have to swap out the whole thing or? No, that's the great thing about it. It's a quick set master key. Um, so what we do is we just change it to a vacant key immediately when the tenant mm. leaves. You know, it's got the little tool, press it in. I'm not sure if you're familiar Mm-mm. with the quick sets. Um, comes with a little tool. You turn, the, you put the original key in. You put the tool in. It pops a little, uh, pops a lock. Pull the key out. Put your new key in, which would be our vacant key. Turn it, and it's done. That's it. That's totally. interesting. So we do it. It takes a total of five seconds to do it. Now it's it's rekeyed to vacant. Contractor hmm. can get in. Um, we have a lockbox, a master lock lockbox on the exterior of the building, and in that we put a vacant key and a door key. So hmm. we give the contractor the code. He can get in the building, and then he can get in the unit. Wow, that's really really cool. Actually, I personally did not know that. I mean, I've toured a few properties, and uh, we have the I would say property management uh, company. Literally, one of them, and this is straight out of like early '90s key ring, and it's separate key for every single door. I'm like, dude, if you lose one of those, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, yeah, it's and, crazy. And when we bought the property, we literally got a bag of keys. Oh and, my gosh! Uh, excuse me, there was probably 40 keys just over the years. Um, the tenants had changed uh, changed their own locks. Um, he, you know, the the old owner didn't have keys to some of the. Uh, some of the units it, it was amazing so 
you know, now we have one key that can get us in every unit. Yeah. So it's a great, it, like I said, it's $40 for the deadbolt and you have to buy the dummy knob too. So yeah. um, it's, it's a little pricey, but you know, it's just phenomenal when you put it in place. Yeah. I mean, it seems completely worth the money anyways. Cause yeah. I mean, it's a, <laughs> that right there is a long-term investment, a door, a door lock. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's a little pricey, but it sounds like a, amazing and just makes life so much easier. That's actually yeah. really cool. I genuinely did not know anything about that. Yeah. Um, so I want to touch here for a second because I know we spoke a little bit already and, you know, kind of middle of when you were talking a little bit of how we met at networking and the importance of networking. And so far every podcast networking has came up and it seems to be a trend of how important networking is and meeting these people and even when you were talking about your contractors obviously not every contractor is going to a meetup but just talking to these people and building the relationships why is it so important to do so well you know um geez i could go on forever about this um <laughs> i'll just start from our beginning um you know we started going to events people started notice noticing us and whether you know it or not there's people at those events that will lend you money um People started seeing what we're doing, talking to us. Um, they saw we were successful. Um, they saw we, we did what we said. And I, we had some people approach us and say, hey, we'd, we'd be willing to lend you some money to buy your next house. And that was like, oh, wow, that's amazing. That's what we need. But that's the importance of going to these events. Mm -hmm. uh, people can get to know you. Um, I, I, like I said, I met my first mentor at one of these events who, who you know, told us this is what you do. These are steps you need to take to grow. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I can't get into it, it too much, but on this refinance deal, um, you know, the deal's not done, obviously. Mm. Um, but just the power of networking, um, we had to get in touch with a couple of brokers who uh, we became friends with. Um, our, um, our mortgage broker, um, he pulled for us. My background pulled for us. So, um, really the, the property, long story short, was just coming in at too high of a cap rate and through mm -hmm. networking and these, these people, we built relationships. Um, we were able to say, um, Hey, no, here's uh, these five different people. Um, and we're all, you know, here, here's where we're thinking it should be. And, uh, yeah. just amazing. And I, I can get into it more, um, in the future, but you know, right now I can't, but, uh, that's just through the power of networking. I wouldn't have known mm -hmm. any of those people if I wouldn't have gone to these events and continuously went for five years, uh, the yeah. last five years. You see people, you'll see people come in and go out. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I'm still friends with some people today and I'm like, man, they, they just, they never did anything and they just went away. Yeah. You know, keep in mind, um, you know, 95 to 98% of the people aren't going to, aren't going to buy anything. So yeah. if you, you buy something, man, you're ahead of everybody, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah, that's true. I mean, it seems like there's a lot of noise but you got to yeah. look at what's really happening. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I couldn't, I mean, that's, that's so true. I always say your network equals your net worth and not literally, but the more people you talk to, the faster your business is going to grow. The more yeah. people around you, you can leverage to literally increase your net worth. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. You know, it's just uh, real quick on that too. Um, yeah. It's just amazing because as you grow, you don't really realize you're growing, right? Mm -hmm. So last night I had a conversation with a guy and, um, he's talking about refinancing his apartment building and um, you know, no big deal. Um, going to get X amount, 300,000. I don't know the whole, forget the whole particulars, but we're just back and forth. What should I do? Here's an option. What do you think about this? Just friends mm -hmm. walking in. And I got off the phone and I, I thought for a minute, I'm like, 
who would have thought five years ago I was sitting right where I am now and I had zero units and I was on bigger pockets mm -hmm. trying to find how to buy one unit. And now we're talking about, I'm talking about refinancing my apartment building. My friend was talking about refinancing his. Um, it's just amazing where, where you, where you, where you start and where you go to. I mean, I was watching podcasts from Brandon Turner. I actually mm -hmm. met Brandon Turner now. Um, it, it's just amazing. Uh, <laughs> just where you start and, um, you know, you're, you just grow so gradually you don't really realize. So sometimes you just got to sit and go, oh, wow. Yeah, I, I guess we are moving forward. You know? Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's yeah. crazy, those realization moments. And you're like, oh, yeah. wow, I've, all this work is actually paying off. It didn't really feel like it at first, yeah. but damn. <laughs> yeah, you're right, exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. So this part of the podcast, you know, it was supposed to be rapid fire questions, but it came down to just three questions that they're not, none of them are personal questions, but they're made to get out, you know, answers that aren't so much business related. Some are, but try to get, you know, a person out of someone for those listening. Um, and I really love it because even if there's investors living, listening, um, you know, it brings out the integrity side of things. And like, obviously everything you said is the truth clearly, but, um, I just love it. It brings out a whole nother side. So this first one I've asked on every single podcast. So I'm sure people are getting tired of hearing it, but I just, the responses have been so great. So I've, I've been keeping it. And that is what three people dead or alive would you like to sit down and have dinner with and why? Uh, Nikola Tesla, I would say Ooh. that just comes right off the, uh, the top of my head. I think he's underrated for some of the, the things he's done. Just an amazing person. Um, Albert Perez, he owns uh, McKinley, uh, 20,000 mm -hmm. units. They're, they're huge in Michigan, um, huge in Orlando. And uh, I've gotten to know him. I actually met him in person as well. Um, and I'm, I'm just truly, uh, truly fascinated by, by what he's done. Mm -hmm. And um, the third, I'd, I'd just like to say maybe uh, Albert Einstein. I, I, oh, that's a good one. I love physics, um, you know, and uh, – I, I just think it's fascinating the way, uh, you know, his mind. I, I just love to have a conversation with him. Yeah, that's perfect. I love how I didn't hesitate on any of those. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those, those are perfect. And it's funny you mentioned uh, McKinley. I mean, you drive down 94 going to Ann Arbor, and there's yeah. a big McKinley sign on the right there. Like, there's no shortage of his marketing or anything, which is actually really cool. I actually didn't know he had, would you say, 20,000 units or something? Yeah, 20,000. And, and, you know, for, for me to pick his brain at 26 units or you know, it, it makes sense. Make a lot of sense, right? <laughs> I, I need to pick people's brains at a thousand units, but uh, still, super impressed by him. He he's just a a, a great human being, being, and uh, just got a lot of respect for the man. Yeah, that's awesome. I might have to uh, do some research on McKinley yeah. here. But yeah, anyways, um, this other one is funny that you mentioned when you were talking earlier about just like eating multifamily and just growing and getting all these units and stuff. So. This is why I really love this question. And obviously beforehand, way back, and I can't remember what year, it's around the 2003, 14, somewhere in that gap, obviously you work in construction and then you got into property management yeah. now, full-time multifamily. So my question to you is, if the multifamily industry didn't exist, what do you think you would be doing? Um, I think I'd be uh, right where I'm at. I think I'd be a, uh, a, a realtor. Um, mm -hmm. I think I would be in the single family space. Um, yeah. I don't own as many single family homes as I could. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's where I would, I would be at what I always knew, you know, I, I had a fantastic job, 23 years, 
in construction. Um, I just always knew there was more out there. I just didn't know how to get to it. Right. And then I, at real estate, I, I fell in love with it. Mm -hmm. Um, the way I got out of it and I knew that I had to make a change was, um, I, I had, I got into a, a disagreement. I didn't agree with something and I didn't want to be a part of it and partake in it because mm -hmm. I didn't agree with it. Um, morally that what, what was happening and I don't need to get into all of it. Um, just some things you're at work, right? You're just mm -hmm. not going to agree with. Um, I was waiting for my boss to show up and uh, all of a sudden my, my mentor um, at the time, a friend of mine sent me a text and, uh, and we didn't, we didn't talk all the time, but it was a picture of a check and it said my largest check to date. And it was like $625,000. Joy. Just did a, a refinance for a blanket loan, and I immediately right then went. I need to. I need to get out of this. I need to move. This is not where I am. I need to get to the. I need to get to there, and uh, that was it. I mean, I was like, I'm done. I am done. And um, three months later, I I quit that job and I was working for him. That's fantastic. I burned the boats literally. Took a pay cut. Um, you know, everything I've done is is been to get to, to where I'm at now. Um, yeah. That's, that's, I mean, you took the risk and made it happen. And I, it sounds like, you know, it doesn't matter what the industry, it sounds like you got the drive to push and make it happen and be the best at, at that industry. Right. Like yeah. there's nothing's going to stop you. Yeah, <laughs> and that, that goes a long way. It's a good, it does. It really does. I love that. Um, this one, it seems like a fairly basic question, but I, the responses again have been amazing. Best piece of advice you've ever received. Oh man, that is a <laughs> tough one. Um, I, I guess as it equates to real estate, I think it was on blanket loans. Uh, two things really blanket loans, um, you know, get three properties free and clear and then put them in a commercial blanket loan. Right. Mm -hmm. And take that, you know, after you, you rehab them, take that money and that refinance and buy more. Um, I think that along with, um, have other people buy the houses for you. Mm -hmm. That was huge too. Don't use a bank. Um, once you could get, once I could wrap my head around all that, mm -hmm. that it, I wasn't using my own money and I was finding these people through networking who were willing to buy the home for me. Um, and I'd pay them back obviously. Um, those were huge. So when, when I was told those, like this is what you need to do, these two steps, um, that's how we grew. So I think those are some pretty, good piece of advice yeah that's an amazing piece of advice it goes a yeah. long ways i can remember back i think it was the beginning of 2017 the first time ever, someone ever told me what opm is i was like yeah. how's that even possible what do you mean <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> yeah. someone someone wants to give me money to do that yeah. why would they do that <laughs> right it's crazy so yeah. i have a uh, book of recommendation here from you is how to win friends influence people tell us about that book and why you would recommend it to the listeners yeah. So, I mean, if you can't get along with people, you're, you're just, you're not going to make it in this business. This is a people business. Mm -hmm. um, people are going to work with you if they like you and trust you. Right. So reading that book, it teaches you how to, how to deal with people, how to be a better person. And, and that's what it's all about. Personal growth. Um, I have a lot of things, you know, I'm, I'm always trying to be better than I was yesterday. I mm. one thing I need to do is I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm not trying to compare myself to people who have more units or who have more, uh, just, just more anything because, you know, normally those people have been in the game longer, right? So persistence over time equals mm -hmm. success. 
Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I, I tend not to compare myself to people who've been doing this for 10 years um, because I've been doing it for five. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not fair to me. Um, so, but that book in general, it just teaches you how to be a better person, how to communicate with people. And um, I, I really think it's a phenomenal book. It reads well. It's got great stories in it. And um, I, I think people really enjoy that. And it's really invaluable. And it'll teach you, um, you know, just, just how to network with people as well. Wow. You pretty much just sold me on the book. Yeah. Great. <laughs> <laughs> no, it sounds amazing, though. It really it does. Is. It, is it just kind of based on what it talked about? Does it touch on weaknesses at all in there by chance? Yeah, it, it will teach you how to overcome things, how to evaluate yourself. Um, I've read the book about six times now, I believe, oh, wow. over in, you know, in my life. I took the classes, my, my construction job. Um, they paid for me to take the, uh, I think it was a 12-week course. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, just, it's just a phenomenal tool to teach you how to speak in public. Um, it, it just really is. It, it'll, it teaches you a lot. And um, I, I really think people find a lot of value. It, it, it's just not, um, you know, learning all about real estate. It's, it's learning about life mm. and growing. You need to grow yeah. you know, in anything you do. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. I couldn't agree more. You could, I'm, a, I'm not even going to get into it because I could talk for like hours on yeah. that topic. So um, shameless plug, tell us, those listening, those watching, investors, anyone, where they can find you, contact you, work with you, et cetera. So you can get in touch uh, with us at um, warringtoncapital.com. So you can go to contact us and uh, fill the information out and um, you know you can uh, send me an email there. Um, as far as a shameless plug, um, you know, I, I'm a realtor in Southeast Michigan, right? Dealing with Downriver, Southgate, Southeast Michigan area. Um, you know, I, I've sold a lot of, uh, houses for investors, out of state investors too. So, I mean, if anyone needs, um, something in Michigan, anywhere really, um, you know, I could help you out with that, turn you on to the right person, or I could, uh, help you myself. So, um, but yeah, go to warringtoncapital.com. We got some info in there, a little more about us and, uh, yeah. That's perfect. And just touching on yeah, the real estate market where you're at, there's a ton of new constructions in Brownstown, I feel like. Yeah, that, that has to, uh, <laughs> the tax base is a little lower in Brownstown. So, mm. um, and, and more room, there's more area. But yeah. Uh, yeah, Brownstown sees a lot of new construction. Yeah, that's interesting. And Riverview, I didn't realize how popular, like Riverview, it's so small, but so popular. It's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Riverview is, uh, it's a great place to be. Um, you know, Riverview, Trenton, there's, there's mm-hmm. not a lot of available, I live in Trenton, there's not a lot of availability. So if you yeah. are in those areas, you're limited. Um, and then Grozeal as well. Um, oh yeah, same thing. You know, Grozeal's a, a great place to live as well. I didn't, I didn't know that was qualified as downriver, but I guess it would be considering yeah. it's in the middle of the river. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. Yep, yep. The lake uh, where the lake starts at, uh, you know, Lake Erie. That's uh, where Downriver ends, just about after Gibraltar. Probably. Okay, so this is why you need to contact Grant for anything in that area because people not in that area don't know anything about that area. (laughs) Um, That's awesome. And for those listening and those who may be watching on YouTube by chance, uh, every link that Grant had just mentioned, I'm going to make sure is in the descriptions and on every, you know, listening, uh, I don't know what to call it. Anything, anything description wise, all his links, everything will be in there. So uh, if you want to check them out, please do. So, so Grant, I appreciate it. You know, that was perfect. I, I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to uh, 
be on here and answer the questions and everything. Thanks for having me, Matt. I, I really enjoyed it, man. I always enjoy, uh, you know, seeing you at events, networking, uh, talking real estate. So uh, this is just another uh, enjoyable time for me. And I appreciate you asking me to be on. I couldn't appreciate it more. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Open Door Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by Barnett Capital, where every Monday, we will be opening the doors to the minds of those who own multiple doors. You can find all past and future podcasts at barnettcapitalco.com forward slash podcast or facebook.com forward slash barnettcapitalco. Thanks for listening.